Bras, this episode is sponsored by that gift from underwear heaven that makes my bits feel like they are floating on a cloud. It's me undies. It is the only underwear I will put on my body. Oh my gosh, guys. They have the lightest, most breathable fabrics to keep you cool and comfortable wherever you go. So soft, so luxurious. From undies, bralettes, and socks to um, loungewear and swimwear, you've got something for all your plans. Me undies also releases new prints all the time. You can match with your partner, friends, or even your dog. Find your ultimate summer comfort in sizes extra small small to 4XL. MeUndies has a great offer for our listeners too. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off. And for a limited time, if you sign up for their free-to-join MeUndies membership, you get 25% off your first membership item. To get 15% off your first order, 25% off your first membership item, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash chatty. That's MeUndies.com slash chatty. Also, their subscription is awesome because who doesn't want a new pair of undies in the mail every month? Episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Yes. Good morning. Oh, live from Gotham. Live from the Broad Studio here in Los Angeles, California. We have this. Special, special guest for you all. The villain is here. The oh, one we praise <laughs> is here today. I, you know, I can't. <laughs> I, I got. I got a DM out of nowhere, and I didn't even check. I also, for I the record, I don't check my DMs. Right. So I don't know if so I, I DM already, you too. I don't know if well, you no, did. This was, this was, this I have no clue. Well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. This was the thing. I it was like random. And again, I don't check like that often, like random DMs. So like it was just like one of those things that you when you hit a button, and I just saw this thing that said something like "I love the Bane impression." Does it have a blue check though? Yeah. So that yeah, well, so you, yeah, you, 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 no, no, you don't. I don't. Okay. You don't. So I don't. Why know, so not? I don't, I don't know think why anybody I from our season does yet, except for Gabby and Rachel. Bullshit. Wow. No, I'm pretty sure, or may, maybe even maybe Susie as well. But no, I haven't. I've been kind of like keeping an eye on that because, from my understanding, like you get a blue check. I don't actually know the process. Instagram either just gives you one. Or you, I like, there's You such, apply for it, but... You can apply for it. You have to be like creating original content or some stupid thing like that. I think it has to do with like, from <laughs> what I was told, it's like, if you, um, if you are somebody that might be impersonated, right, you right. can get a blue check. And because there were like... Well, we did the Bane impression. You did get a blue check mark. That's I'm bullshit. <laughs> I cited it. There were like 17 articles written in yeah. like publications from like Elite to Cosmo to like whatever that featured my name. So I thought that I might be able to... But, sure, sure. But no, no, we're... we're this this cast of please I, mean, I don't get it. Hold on, we got we got, We're still in the middle of the intro it's here. We're talking, oh, about, sorry, we're, we're, we're talking about Instagram uh, biopics here. So I want to say this. I see this. I see all I see is like the top line that says something like, "I loved the Bane impression." And I thought to myself like, "Oh, it's been a while since I've heard anything about that." And I was like, and I just I just clicked on it, and I didn't track with the name and who was saying it. So I was just reading it, and I was like, "Oh, the Bane impression. Oh, it's cool. That's awesome." And I was like, "We should like do a show." And I was like, "What it?" What is this? And I'm like, I see Cassidy, and I'm like, no, ah, there like, there's is, no way. It's actually Cassidy. Like, I, had to, I had to like press the and like look at the pictures and be like, holy shit, it's Bane. No, I'm, I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm telling you guys, I literally. So after episode two and three aired, yeah, I listened to like every Bachelor 
recap podcast under the sun. Right. Some of which I was already familiar with sure. from like my fanhood before the show. But yeah. like I listened to everything to get kind of a composite image of what people had to say about me. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. And the overarching impression was like, Cassidy's clearly crazy, but is she wrong? Right. And uh, so that was I, I was having fun with that. And I was like literally cracking the fuck and none of the other pot i listened to every single one none of them was i like literally in stitches i was like this is exactly what i was going for they got it uh, yes. <laughs> so that was okay i love that because like, my- this is my demographic okay brads before we dive into this extra special episode with the bros we have to pause for a delicious delectable mm. break you're Stop, welcome my stomach is growling you're i already welcome. know what you're gonna say because we're talking about wild grain <laughs> the first bake from frozen box for artisanal bread that uses only clean ingredients such as unbleached and non-gmo flour and utilizes a slow sourdough fermentation process that's better for you and tastes better than anything you can find in a grocery My store. My mouth is watering, guys. They have rolls, pastries, even handmade pastas. Here's how it works. You sign up, you choose which type of box you want to receive and how often. Then Wild Grain delivers for free a box of breads, pastas, and pastries with easy-to-follow instructions. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. Hungry already? For a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com chatty to start your subscription you heard me correctly free croissants they're so good in every box Uh, and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash chatty that's wildgrain.com slash chatty or you can use promo code chatty Mm, mm, at checkout mm, mm, mm. one of my biggest questions was like because there's sometimes where they like create a villain cut yeah were you going for just be like a total fuck you attitude to the other contestants of like because there's a thing to me that, that we constantly talk about is people are always talking about like the house, like the house dynamics and being like stepping on people's toes. And me and Evan are constantly like, does everyone forget that you it's not about do this shit. your relationship with the other girls? The other girls are not, it's not house of friends. It's well, not Evan, make a whole bunch of friends. It's you get, you're all competing. They're all your enemy. Uh, right. Evan made a good point though when uh, when I was listening to the recap episode you guys did where he was like, but now everyone hates you, mm-hmm. which is unfortunately a powerful tool in the house um, because truthfully, like having watched the show since Ben Higgins season, my favorite people on the show have always been like I loved Corinne Olympios. I loved, you know, Crystal Nielsen. I just fuck with the the female characters who don't give a shit what anybody thinks crystal Mm. is my like she's literally literally iconic right she is the best part of becca's season and you're like and i have children with no 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 when crystal left the show i was like why are we even watching it anymore what's the point and i feel like you know shanae kind of embodied that on my like she honestly and like credit where it's due she villained circles around me i could never have touched so I wanted to ask. There's so many questions <laughs> yes. I have on let's, that. Let's do a nice okay. ramp. Yeah, okay. let's, you know really what I mean. Like we can always up. jump so, right into oh, it. Like totally. let's ramp to our answer, stuff. To answer like, your first question, though, I was like advised by a lot of family and friends that I was probably going to get a villain edit, just based on like my general personality traits. I never shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we know what you're like at the family like, barbecue. You're gonna you're go gonna all out clean. <laughs> keep an eye out. And I was right, like, right. me though, no, never. Right. And They're like. <laughs> So, you know, I was what's what's so funny about it is that I was like actively trying not to be a villain the whole time. And like the fact that my trying as hard as I can not to be and still being an immediate villain is like kind of fucking hilarious. But <laughs> well, you can't. I, I just love the raw. I love the, that it's honest. Oh, because I, 
That's what I loved taking it back to the dollhouse conversations was I just loved how much your partner was like, you're not helping me build the dollhouse. And you were just like, I don't give a fuck about this dollhouse. <laughs> you're missing the point of you're this like, whole thing. This whole thing. Do you think he cares about that was the dollhouse? Why... And you're just like, I'm just going to go make out with him. <laughs> right. That's that what he cares why... about. I got such a kick out of your guys' reaction because that's exactly what I thought when I was watching it back was like, I mean, I know I'm talking about myself here, but like, this is the only real bitch in the group right now. Like, I was she's dying. like, okay, it's like, <laughs> he's right there. No, but, no. So, right, so really, right. so, so in fact, like, uh, the cocktail party right before I was sent home, I was kind of, at this point I was a little bit leaning in cause I knew that nobody, I knew that the girls didn't like me, but I knew that it was unfounded and so I was like, I remember walking into uh, into the there was a fireplace room where, I, if I remember correctly, Sarah and Hunter and maybe one other girl were sitting, and it had rained that night. So I was talking to Clayton outside, and then we came back inside. We we cut filming for a second because of the rain, and then we got back to it. And Gabby was outside with him, and I walked in, and I was like, "Have you guys talked to Clayton yet?" And they were like, "Oh no, not yet. Like we're like I think we're cut for like a rain." And I was like. Oh, really? That's weird. Cause like Gabby's talking to him right over there. Like I definitely already talked to him. Like I, you know, whatever. So like there was a point if, if my, if my time on the show had gone on longer, I think I would have leaned in a lot heavier. Cause I was kind of enjoying the, like the producers pay more attention to you when you're playing a role like that. Right, and they hype right. you up and like, it's it like, I respond really well to like that kind of like, you're crushing it. You are killing it. He right. loves you. Like whatever, you know? So I'm in a, in a sense, I'm kind of glad that it got cut as short as it did because I would have, I would have, uh, I'm not the, the amount to which I would have spiraled is, is, uh, probably a lot. <laughs> I love it. I, I was love like, it. Hell yeah. Like, fuck yeah. Like, Oh, can I talk to him again? I can do that. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. So there's right. And they're loving it. Of course. Yeah. Okay. I have an earlier question. Sure. What made you audition? And then how was that pro? Like, how, how did you get even even think like, oh, I'm going to audition and like, you know, this is a thing. So truthfully, so I, um, I was in a relationship. So Ben Higgins season was the first one I watched back. I think I don't, I don't even think I was old enough to apply yet. I was like 20 years old and okay. my jaw, I just remember my jaw like falling to the floor when I was watching the night one episode of Ben Higgins. And I was like, I want to do this so bad. Oh, wow. It's just so glamorous and yeah. everyone's so beautiful. And, um, and then I was in a relationship for a long time after that. Uh, my five-year ex and I broke up in the summer of 2019. And, you know, to be honest with you, coincidentally, I had a friend in LA that needed a roommate. My I grew up in Arizona, so my family's okay. not far from where here. At? Uh, Scottsdale. That's where I was nice. born. Is it really? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that about you. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't know that about you. Born in Scottsdale. And then I lived in Mesa, uh, like Apache Junction area. Yeah, okay, I grew while. up in like North Scottsdale at Cave Creek mm -hmm. Carefree area. That's my cousin was living in Cave Creek for a long time. Now he's like outside Phoenix. Crazy. Dude, that's yeah, what, our family's still out there. I was like convinced I was going to get a hometown because I was rats. like, yeah, I was like, no one else is from like a cowboy town. Right. Like I'll probably for whatever. Real. Totally. Like the the bar that we do our like yearly high school reunion at has like not not mechanical but like literal bull riding there's an actual bull and a person wow and so well, like that's the level yeah, we're talking about. Yeah. parents always talk about when we were kids so like i moved to la when i was like four and a half so but we have family there so we we're going back a lot but when we i remember driving out there and seeing stuff where like you'd see development plans you'd see dirt cul-de-sac plots 
that were just waiting to be built. And then you'd just be driving miles out on dirt roads that are all already pre-approved plans for expansion. Yeah. It was insane. Wow. No, but, that's Arizona's in a pop. Like it's the real estate market is already absolutely booming and it's all it's going to be. Oh, yeah. We always joke about Ari, Ari Leyendijk just killing it in oh real God. estate out there because he's in Scottsdale. So like that was kind of the first experience with The Bachelor where I was like, holy shit, I, like none of this is real is that I hated Ari. Like I hated watching his season. <laughs> I thought he was so dull. I didn't think he was that attractive. And like right on the like right on the hindtails of um, Nick and Ben, I, if I remember correctly, he was just such a dud by comparison. And mm. I think the season, Emily season that he, he initially appeared on was before I was watching the show. So I was like, who cares, you know? Right. Um, but thankfully the girls saved that season. But um, then like watching it back or not watching it back, but like, following it in like a more current timeline yeah he and lauren look like they're literally gonna like spend the rest of their lives uh, together and it's like i, I was such I, a hater i fangirl big time yeah, i'm always like fan. their love is so real yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, i'm like, like look at alessi I'm isn't she beautiful fan. i was always like when becca was off i was like becca shut up like i'm trying to watch this love story unfold I'm trying to watch your ex fall in love yeah come on just please stop so so back to the audition okay. yeah, yeah yeah okay so um so i moved to l so truthfully so I, I moved to la because i had a friend out here who needed a roommate and it kind of worked out that way but like in the back of my head i'd had the idea that i was gonna apply for the bachelor for quite some time uh or at least you know i was like if i'm ever single again yeah. i'm definitely gonna apply for the show um and then of course like a lot of people moved to la afterward i thought i could just get ahead of the whole thing and this was obviously before covid so i figured to like during the interview process if i were to make it that far it would be easier if i'm accessible that way mm -hmm. yeah, yeah things were conducted via zoom because of the pandemic but um that was kind of my thought process going into the move and kind of the reasons why i thought that moving here would be beneficial to that goal ultimately and then um the next year I was so in <clears throat> I was so in love with Greg Rippo, you guys. Like I had a fucking mental breakdown when they told me Greg Rippo wasn't the bachelor. I was like, what the fuck? Uh <laughs> like I was so pissed. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what secured my place, like when I was doing the um the final interview with the execs, is that I was just like talking shit about Katie the whole time and they were like Did you but did you so you were a fan of the girls listen you listened to their podcast, right? Yeah. Did you what did you think of their takes on Greg? Oof, that was kind of the beginning of uh, the beginning of my riff with the chatty broads was something. <laughs> I love beef in the street. They never liked him from the get go. Oh, they never. And so, okay, so they never did. But like the reasons that they did, like I, I love the broads articulate themselves so well and they're they're very nuanced in their opinions. So like I could see where they were coming from. But he's so hot. And like, you know. <laughs> what did you think about his whole, what did you think about gaslight or not a gaslight at the end of the season? I think that, I think that, uh, I think that it was just kind of unfortunate the way that it all panned out. But I think that the the main thing that bothered me at like in hindsight, the way that Greg spoke to her, like the aggressive nature with which he kind of approached that conversation is a huge red flag in general. If someone ever feels comfortable talking to you like that for some reason, that's definitely something to make a serious mental note of, if not terminate the relationship completely mm. from that point on. Cause like it, it like don't be blinded by the hotness. Like yeah, that's fucked right. up. You know what I mean? Um, but oh my God, the soured, the soured the milk the, for you. the fact that the broads didn't recap Clayton season devastated. 
Damn it! I'm like I'm. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, oh my gosh! So, I was so, so when, relieved that you guys did it. When you found out, it was. Did you like? How early on did you find out it was Clayton, and how did you feel about that? So I didn't know that I was going to be final cast until about two weeks before filming started. In fact, I was on the phone with my mom. So um, they do medical testing, of course, for us the whole mm-hmm. early on, and my blood work was testing positive for mono, and I just remember being like. What? Okay, listen, I don't know what you guys are talking. If anything, I sleep one hour a night, like right now. What are you talking about? Um, but so on like the fifth or sixth time I did blood work, they were like, they really want you on the show. We're going to bring you out anyways. We're going to test your blood one more time. And I was on the phone with my mom and I was like, there's, I was like, mom, I think it might be time to like kind of let this go. Like there's no way based on like what they're telling me about like the numbers of my blood work. Even though, even though I had absolutely no reason to think that I had mono, I was, you know, I don't know. I'm That's not right. so weird. Really weird, right? So, so lo and behold, they take me out to the hotel and the last final, the final blood work that, uh, that they do on me, like, you know, down to the wire, we're in the clear. I'm no good mono. to go. Thank no goodness. Mono. Thank goodness. Except like, you know, I definitely was like, you know, I, but, but okay. So, so to wrap up the answer to your question. So I almost didn't make the cast, but like a week and a half before filming started, I was at the hotel and I was set to, you know, we did B roll and stuff. And, um, but all throughout the casting process, like from start to finish, I mean, I, I, I made a goal of getting on the show. I had like all my friends and family send a nomination in for me. I'm the only person in the entire world with the legal name Cassidy Timbrook. So I was like, if I put my name in the pile enough times, like, you know, there's gonna they're, gonna see they're gonna see it. Um, so you know, but like the whole way through, every time that I advanced, I kept being like, Surely this is as far as I'm gonna go. Like there's no fucking yeah, way. You right. know what I mean? I don't speak twelve languages, I'm right. you know, I'm not miss anything. Right, like, which kinda seems know, to kind of be the thing. The, yeah, exactly, right, 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 exactly. Right, right. So like being then <laughs> it was like it was really interesting too because like that was kind of the point of pride for me was that like there's no actual like distinguishable reason why i should be like qualified for this but then like i was getting hate during those those couple of weeks and i was like like these people in my messages i was like i promise you you are so much more like me than you are like whoever your favorite is on this show like you know Uh, what i mean i think that sure being being really fucking normal kind of played for and against me depending on how you look at it sure but yeah because there is that whole thing of like if you are miss whatever or you are you know i have these credentials and it's like you're playing the role of perfection then it's not so much reality what's that like pageant background right versus like like reality is gonna be a little more rough around the edges like there's gonna be moments of nice there's gonna be moments of frustration there's gonna be anger there's gonna be fuck up like that's the normal like that's a normal human being so i could i could imagine you like what you're saying is like i didn't have this role set out to be like the perfect person and so then you're dealing with like both sides of that like you said oh no. i'm so glad first off yes i'm so glad that we you were, were super because super excited about it the show it would have been awful i'll just say it would have been so boring Everyone just trying if, to out-perfect each other. Literally. If you and Shanae had not been on the show, it would have been Truly. like, what show? 
Yeah. What season? Because they I needed don't remember, something to do. I mean, you, until you said Clayton, I literally forgot his name because there's only <laughs> right. two people I remember. There, 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 the there was season. two. There was the. <laughs> it's just you two. Oh there was there was the else? section oh A and then the section B. There's literally there was the no first other. section and the second Dude, section. Um, Dude. I watched Talladega Nights the other night and I was like, like I'm the Cal Naughton Jr. to. Uh, <laughs> To Shanae's Ricky Bobby. Absolutely. I'm <laughs> that bitch every day. Absolutely. <laughs> shake and bake, I baby. shake and bake. Magic man. Okay, broads, quick pause. So when it comes to working out, I feel like I need two things to actually do it. I need something that offers fun variety because your girl gets bored. And I need something that offers a workout option with various times because sometimes I'm wired and want to hit it hard for 50 minutes. And other times, more often than not, I have a hot 15 minutes between work and momming. Well, let me tell you the solution to this equation is Peloton. They have even classes shorter than 15 minutes yeah. too for like quick, really quick arm workout or like a stretch or they're whatever. So good. Um, not to mention their instructors. They'll keep you motivated 24-7. Mm-hmm. Whatever your fitness level, Peloton instructors, they do not just teach. They motivate and they entertain. Like the classes fly by with them. I, Oh my God, their instructors are top notch. Um, plus, Peloton has thousands of live and on-demand classes. You can always keep it fresh. They've got cycling, strength training, yoga, running, everything. You can experiment with new types of movement, totally judgment-free also, at a level and pace that feels good for you. And it's fun. Nothing gets me moving like the perfect song. And every Peloton class is set to a great playlist in the mood for a ride full of club bangers an EDM run, a yoga flow class with soul music, whatever you're into, Mm. you'll find the perfect soundtrack for your workout on Peloton. Right now is the perfect time to try out Peloton. The Peloton Bike Plus is now $500 less at its best price yet, including free delivery and setup. And there are more um, game-changing prices available on the original Peloton Bike and Peloton Tread. So visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. So healthcare professionals are heroes, and I think the last few years we've all felt that more deeply than ever. Well, Figs celebrates these 100% incredible people by making scrubs they actually want to wear. Forget boxy, itchy cotton scrubs. Figs are engineered to be ridiculously soft and incredibly durable, and they're cute too. And using their innovative technical comfort technology, Figs blends comfort, style, and durability all into the high-performance scrubs that help you perform at your best, whatever your day throws at you. I have a couple friends that are in the healthcare industry. They Mm -hmm. swear by figs. They use their proprietary four-way stretch fabric for a ridiculously soft feel. They're moisture-wicking, anti-wrinkle, and anti-odor. Thanks to Silvader antimicrobial technology, whatever that is, it sounds fantastic. (laughs) They have up to 20 pockets on some styles, and you can customize yours with text and icon embroidery. And they have an amazing variety. If you check out their website, they're super popular core scrubs, never go out of stock or style, and uh, you can mix and match any core scrubs with each other for a quick wardrobe refresh. Awesome. And Figs believes that awesome humans in healthcare deserve scrubs that match. So head to wearfigs.com and use code chattybroads to get 15% off your first order. That's W-E-A-R-F-I-G-S dot com code chattybroads for 15% off your first order. I want to get into this too because this so is I'm like super curious, I'm so yeah, curious because about this. we were going like there are so many things we were just going on about in yeah. that season because uh, but I loved I loved that you guys had the initial take and I think a lot of a lot of the like more nuanced viewers did as well of like you know the fact that I was lumped in with her kind of sucked in the sense that she got such a rough edit but it was nice because it was like okay well but she's extremely relevant so kind of like having right. Having the lasting 
the the staying power even mm-hmm. beyond my exit um was kind of nice but at the same time like as she like, people really didn't like her no but i also think that she took your initial approach and did it to like the, the gnarliest version you know oh what i mean God. so it wasn't even so much like it wasn't <laughs> well, even so much you like were, you were the first take and we were like oh we got a we got a good villain well, here and there's some good edge in there and you know the girls are fighting with her and she you could clearly clearly she's connecting with him but then there's also this this and then shanae was like okay i see you and then I'm going to set it all on fire. I raised. The level <laughs> was just so wild. And it's like, I mean, and I think you guys said it in your in your episode where you were like, you know, or maybe it was. Please tr- quote us. Oh, my God. Please <laughs> quote us. I hope this is right. But it was like, like, no one can do Cassidy better. Like, it's just she wasn't. Oh, gosh, I, I can't do the exact quote. I, I'm missing. I'm, I'm forgetting. But the point was that, like, it was clearly very inauthentic when Shanae was trying to do it in a way that it was very authentic to me. And I will say this about my time on the show. Like I I saw so many posts over the, over the time that was like, okay, Cassidy has to be a paid actor, right? Nobody acts like this. And it was like, meanwhile, cut to everyone who knows me in real life being like, yep, that's her. Like I'm, I'm exactly that fucking unhinged in the real world. (laughs) She said, what would Cassidy do? She literally literally said that. And those were like, my group date, but the ghost of me was, (sighs) these were like such warm moments for me as I was watching. And And I remember then when you were like, when we're talking about her elevating it in the women tell all, you were like, Cassidy, you should apologize. No, I you're said, like you're actually sorry. Oh, no, sorry, Shanae, you're like you're actually in the wrong. You should apologize. I forget what you said, but you were like, no, 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 hun. Like you need to. I'm like you've been given such a platform just here. Like, just say this what- is your moment, just like to redeem yourself. Oh. And she, it was like no. And the cuts, and truthfully, and the cuts, the I cuts, love it. it was so, dude. The cuts that the cuts that didn't make air when Shanae's hot seat was happening, I was literally like, like mama-ing her. There was, so she was very overwhelmed, very dear in the headlights. Well, yeah, of course. And like, and I, I, and I knew her mental state going into all of it because I was one of the few girls from the season that ever touched base with her or checked in with her. Um, and I did several times. And I knew that she was really anxious about going into the tell all and, and all that. Um, so at, at, during her hot seat, um, she was just like freezing up and being very kind of like, I mean, it was very, it was very obvious how uncomfortable she was and whatever. And I, I remember like one time I was like, everyone shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck Shanae, look at me. This is your moment right now. You have an opportunity here. Pretend it's just you and me in the room. Just act like you're talking to me. And really just tried to encourage her to like turn everything else off and just like speak from the heart. Um, I don't think that it was effective. I, I don't, I don't think that the yeah. way that she presented herself at the tell all was how she no, but really I felt well, but. it was interesting because my whole take on both of you was that I thought that you were true to yourself in and in that way. There was like you were honest. There was unhinged moments like there was just kind of like, yeah, there was just you were not no filter. I thought it was hilarious. But that's it what I'm was. saying. But it didn't feel it didn't feel uh, a role. It, it felt it, like it a just, bit. No. That's it just but, like but like if uh, in my opinion. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I loved that. It just didn't feel that but way. It, it didn't feel like, oh, she's playing this crazy role because you're just saying things that were like, why would you say that? Because that'll incriminate you. But like your honesty was just like so, so, so very funny. real. So the I was difference obsessed was, with what you said, Evan. You're like, you're like, Cassie's crazy, too, because like. She seems normal until she starts talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because you do these things where you would like connect with him and be like, and then you, then all of a sudden you'd say something and I'd be like, 
Does she know what? the cameras are on? Yeah, like she just, that's she, she just said to her, like she just basically told everyone there's all these things you, you, know, had, like, you had like some dude on the side yeah. and you're like casually right. talking about it. and that's when i was like well she is drunk like uh, right now but it was like you never let your guard slip but yeah but oh, again for more gosh. than anything it was just a, like no filter and i think that's what made me go okay she's a villain in that she's ruffling feathers but i don't feel like she's malicious it, it, does, no. it, it doesn't feel malicious and it also doesn't feel ne- nearly as like concocted because when we saw Shanae, that's when I go like, okay, she literally is just designing the most evil character. <laughs> like, oh how do gosh, I do? You know, because it was it just was like no, truly so delicious. I I I really wish that there had been more of it because I enjoyed watching it back. Like, I thought that I was fucking killing it. Yeah, <clears throat> and it was. It, I mean, it it was but so authentic. Like, were, I was though. truly that's, having so much yes. fun and just like fucking around, and it like. It wasn't until the night portion when I looked up and realized, like, I thought I was, like, you know, an authentic bit, but it was a bit the whole time. Right. Just like, you know, we're just messing around. Playing it's not it that up, serious. having yeah, fun. Right, yeah, having yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't until the night portion when I looked up and realized, like, holy shit, everybody hates me. And oh. I was so distraught about it. They didn't show that part, but, like, like, Clayton liked me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was clearly, like, it was definitely. very. I felt that way and it was very like it, there's a scene at the cocktail party uh, before the rose ceremony where I got sent home where like I've watched it several times and like we're kissing and like that's the kind of like he's smiling the whole time. We're just like messing like like uh, you're a good kisser like you are too. It was just very like <laughs> that's cute. like a real yeah. Cute. Yeah, it was right, very right. real Um, and I and I knew that he had the strongest connection with me of anyone on that and like I mean it, it, like if to my memory with the exception of Gabby neither Susie n- none of his other people that he clearly had a strong connection with were on that date yeah so I felt very confident not that we knew at that time or anything but like you know I was pretty sure that I was gonna get the group date rose and that he liked me the best and all that so I I felt even more liberty to just like fuck around with the whole thing so I was like well you know I can I can have fun with this I don't need to yeah. really do all that and um you know so then to the night portion there was a there was a portion where or w- when he was awarding the group date rose, he said something to the effect of like, you know, serene, like, thank you for being so um, intentional. And like Cassidy, you were so open. And they were like the audience, like the the Twitter sphere was like open, like open about what? Like opened her mouth, maybe like. But right, like right, right. Yeah, of they cut out a whole like I had told him that my dad died a year before that, like suddenly from brain cancer. And I had really and but it, none of it fit the narrative of the fact that like. Cassie doesn't give a shit about what anyone thinks and so it was cut out and like I wasn't even mad at that edit because I thought it was kind of funny and like kind of badass I was like I wish I was totally the person who like gave zero fucks what anybody thinks but like sometimes I do everyone does yeah yeah it was fun but it was like it was I was definitely drunk with power and alcohol (laughs) yeah but at the same time like this something I want to point out is like we all feel it we all care what someone thinks about us. And like, it's probably got to be like super existential or like alienating when you're like, all of you are playing versions of yourself and you feel like you're being really authentic. And then everyone hates you because you're making progress with the person. And there's jealousy in that, which stops, which is like blinding them in this way. But then it makes you isolated. 100%. And then it makes you doubt all these things about yourself. But what I loved watching it was like, you didn't stop. You just kept doing it. And it was also like, it's like suddenly when you're just like, I'm going to have fun just being like, fuck you guys. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go make out with him. All of you can too. 
Oh my all God. All of you can do, I mean, this is the thing. All those girls watch the show. Mm-hmm. And it's something we've brought up a bunch. Whenever they do these dumb challenges, because they're so stupid, <laughs> everyone takes it so seriously. And they're like, no, 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 you have I to follow the children. rules. You have to follow the rules. It's a relay race. You can't break it. But it's like, no, if you watch the show, they're like, chug a gallon of milk. You just see girls holding the gallon of milk upside down. We'll go or back some to girl Kelly. will be like, I'm not even going to drink it and just run past it. And then everyone's like, you can't do that. And it's like, why? Yeah, you can. Yeah. You, there's no rule. There's literally no rule to this other than make a connection. So Let here's yourself a little tea. stand out. Here's a little tea that love tea. I hope I hope that I'm not violating my contract by saying this, but um, I was confused that they that they left this out of the edit because it would have bolstered the the image of me they were trying to put forward. But I actually talked to Clayton first on night one, and I got the first kiss of the season. I think that they aired Teddy's conversation first, but like. From that moment on, I was positive, like that I was going to go far because I was like, you know, you know, like I established this and, you know, there's the conversation with Shanae later. Where I'm like early connections are what last. That was my yeah. priority. I was like, make right. sure that I make an early connection by any means necessary and we'll figure it all out later, like down the line once, you know, once the 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 bottom half of the herd gets weeded out. Right. right. But uh so that little car race thing that we did which is really cute and fun that was the first thing that after all the limo entrances happened that was the they the i was allowed to be the one that presented him a drink after his toast and we went out and did the little thing and and i had my my time and i was keeping tabs on all the other women and about like at one point there were like 10 or 11 girls that had said that they hadn't had any time to talk to him yet and i was offered like do you want to talk to him again and i was like "Mm, seems like a bad idea probably gonna not do that also, like, part of my strategy of getting uh, time early on was that, like, okay, th- I know this is going to go on until 9 a.m. and we're drinking. So, like, if I can fuck off for the rest of the night and just, like, mind my business, then I won't be talking to him after six cocktails and make a total fool of myself, you know? So That's a good strat. That yeah, is a really good strategy. Yeah. And I didn't know it at the time, of course, but, you know, they were obviously – I think it's pretty clear about my personality that, like, if you give this bitch – a cookie she'll be like wow a cookie and so i you know i think that like all they they knew that all they had to do was prop me up a little bit and and hype me up and i was gonna like go just like yeah well what i like about it was like that well and that's their job let's be real on that their job is to create reality tv and reality tv without drama is just stupid and a waste of time. I was never mad about my edit. I was never even mad. About, I love that. Yeah, no, that's not amazing. Because also there's something of like, I'm sure you experienced a ton of hate. And that is like, I find that so frustrating just because like, I don't get why people take it so personally. Neither do the I. The only person, the only people who are allowed to take it to that level are the other people on the show. And I never understand like the incendiary, like how elevated it gets for some people to send this stuff because like we've been there when Jess responds or Becca responds to like the most flagrant, offensive, inappropriate stuff to be sending somebody and people pretend like people, I think most people's thoughts is, oh, they're never going to see it. But it's like, actually, you read every D, a lot of girls, they're reading all the DMs and it is like when they respond of like, wow, I can't believe you feel that way. People double back and they're like, I'm so sorry. 
I no, didn't mean this. I didn't do it. Like, it. there's no spine to so, any of these freaking worms sending this stuff in it. But it can't. It does mess with you. No, totally. So it that's totally messes with you. One of the reasons I've always really liked Becca is that she's very outspoken and, and like just kind of does and says whatever is on her mind. And then like I know she's been on the receiving end of a lot of, uh, a lot of shit that like over the you know past few years she has a way. She has a way and she, <laughs> she, she, I don't, honestly, I feel like we have a similar energy of like when she's not even trying to, she's under people's skin somehow, which oh to your gosh. point, like I remember watching the episode back. There was a part where like me and Mara had a little stare down where it was like, oh no, I just, I just saw you looking at me. So whatever. And like, I moved this woman to tears doing nothing, saying nothing. Like she was crying, you know, and I was like, wow, like the power that it takes to like get under people's skin that hard when you're really not doing anything actually to hurt them is kind of genius. But um, no. So one of the things about the <clears throat> the friends with benefits thing that ended up really. Yeah, tell us more about this. So the feedback that I got from uh, the audience so every season there's like one person who falls on the sword of like, Oh, they had a boyfriend or girlfriend before they got here. Um, and I thought it was really fascinating that they, I mean, every time that it was referred to, like it was very clear. It was like a friends with benefits or a fuck buddy or whatever. So it was like, it's right there in the name. Like this isn't my boyfriend. You know what I mean? I haven't lied to anybody or deceived anybody. Um, and the way that that was interpreted by the fan base for at least a couple of weeks there was almost worse than if I had had a boyfriend, because it was like, not only, not only was I, um, did I have like a, you know, a quote unquote guy on the side or whatever, but like, also like I'm a slut and like nobody wants me and like, well, like that fueled mm, the, you wow. know what I mean? Like, oh, so you can't get, you know what I mean? Anyone yeah. to commit to you or whatever. And that's just mean. It was really weird. Yeah. It's just it like, was, that's unnecessarily mean. That's not even like well, a commentary on whether you should or shouldn't be dating someone when you go on the show or whether whatever. Exactly. It's not even a commentary on like the approach it's no. just like shaming somebody no and it's also like playing into these super outdated tropes on just like sexual freedom of like 100%. if we were talking about a guy it's be like well he's supposed to right it wouldn't but if we talk about a woman it becomes this like the slut madonna complex of like what are you not supposed to be sexually active or are you not is, are you supposed to be but no one's ever supposed to find out about it like what is this exactly. situ- what's this double standard and it's not a boyfriend it's a non-committed... And I was glad they aired that at the tell-all, the part where I was like, I didn't have a boyfriend that was... Like, that was not the thing. Um, because that's... I mean, exactly. Like, the, the Friends with Benefits thing, literally... I... <laughs> when we were watching... When I was watching it back, like... Why, not we. I did not watch it back with him. I I associate him too closely with all this trauma. I never even saw him after this. But... <laughs> um, like, <laughs> but... I, you know, we had casually, I had updated him on like, hey, this is kind of what happened on the show. Like, you know, his mom watches the show. So he kind of like, I wanted to like brace him. <laughs> um, and I was like, I'm never going to tell anybody like, you know, what your name is or anything. But like, like a week later, he posted like a TikTok or whatever with like a rose in his mouth. being like, we accept this rose. I was like, you're fucking eating this up, dude. Like, shut the right, fuck up. Right. But like, he was one of the ones on the phone with me being like, they're going to edit you like a villain. And I was like, no, they're not. Um, but it was, I couldn't, I couldn't, I just couldn't stop being frustrated watching it back because like of all of the guys, of all of the guys that I've like dated to any capacity in the past few years, this is the smuggest motherfucker. The one that's just like, yeah, she's talking about me. Uh, You know what I mean? It was so infuriating. Do you, (laughs) do you, was it one of those things when it came out of your mouth? Did you think about it? 
or was it just like you were just you were just in like a conversation didn't even think about it and then all of a sudden because it became such a big thing was it like uh once it came out like oh should i said that are they gonna use that or was it just no so passing so um so they made it look like so sierra came up to me at the cocktail party and they made it look like she had come to me saying um that i you know i just told clayton about your friends with benefit situation but that actually isn't what she said she had come up to me and said um I I th- I just want you to know I think you're a different person in the house than you are with Clayton and like I let him know and I was like okay like <laughs> okay like well if there's literally one thing I'm not it's different ever so right, like right. you know I, I was not worried about that at all so which is why when we sat down I was like I already know what you're gonna say and he was like what and I was like yeah like you know that was where I thought he was going with this I right. it was gonna be a typical like I've been told that you're, uh, yeah. you have bad, whatever. Right, right. I was prepared for that. I had no idea that this was coming. And to the point where I thought maybe somebody had read my journal or something to get this information. That was how I, I think I did mention it to Sierra at some point, but it was so, I mentioned it so casually in passing that I didn't even register it. You know what I mean? I think like, uh, like they showed it, they made it like, there was a part where they showed like me saying, um, I know he's going to give it to me about the group date rose. And then they panned up to like my face and like the group. But like I hadn't said that I I was not nearly as antagonistic towards the women as they made it look like I was. I was actually trying like really hard not to upset anybody, but still kind of make my impact or whatever, make my splash with with Clayton. But <clears throat> but yeah, so it was so harmless and so. I, I I couldn't believe that this was happening because I had done nothing wrong. I hadn't lied to anybody. I hadn't hurt anybody. There was nobody that was being like actively deceived. I just like I had a dude that I was literally like friends enough with that he was on the phone with me at the hotel being like, yo, kill it. Like whatever. Yeah. You know, it was so it was not so serious. It was so casual. Well, but, I mean, but you, it's, there it, wasn't anything in your head that thought maybe this could leak back to him and he could take it the wrong way. Nothing. Truly. No. Wow. It kills me because it's like, you're far from the first person in that situation. And like, I mean, when me and Becca were dating, she was supposed to go on paradise. What ended up happening with that? We were just, she was literally, it was the week before she was supposed to go. Did she get pregnant? No, not then. I wanted her on paradise. So I'm curious. Becca and I I were like, so when we dated, I knew she was going on paradise. She had said she was going on paradise. And we were like, well, let's just have fun till you go. And then like, I'm not going to stop your career. Like what the fuck am I compared to this like crazy rocket ship you're on? Yeah. So like, let's just have fun and you go on paradise and like, I'll be here when you get back. Like, or I won't, or you won't be available. Like who the fuck knows? But like, don't give up this opportunity. Anyway, as it got closer and closer, the thought of her going on the show started to bother both of us more and that's when we said i love you for the first time was like i don't actually want you now we're close enough and we we've gotten close enough for us like i don't want you to go on the show and this is why yeah and then that was all she needed to hear to be like i'm not going to go on the show and then it was like two weeks later she was pregnant oh my god but we had been talking about literally making a plan to have her go on the show and have me contact producers to come down to Mexico That's so for, crazy. for my woman and show That's up my and be girl. like, I can't. I admire her for know, that. This though, whole th- like, we were talking about the whole thing because we're like, paradise, anything fucking goes. Yeah. 
No, totally. And so we were like, oh, they'll love it. They won't care. And we were like, dude, producers will love that type of shit. Totally. So speaking of paradise, well, I admire, first of all, I admire Becca for that because like I broke up with someone. I was dating a guy um, in like March and April of this year and I broke up with like the first dude that I've dated in years who was like actually serious about a relationship. I broke up with him because I was supposed to go on paradise this year. Um, it didn't end up working out. I can't really go too much into it. I'm not certain why. Um, but I've touched base in the past few days with the girls who went home in the first rose ceremony and kind of sounds like I dodged a bullet to be honest, but like I stirred the fucking pot. I tried like my best. So when they called me, I had already quit my job and all that shit. And, um, they were like, I was waiting on my fly out date and they were like, oh, it doesn't look like it's gonna work out this year. And I was like, well, I don't understand. Like what, what happened? Can I, can I, is there anything that I can do? Like at this point, I mean, even for like a paycheck standpoint, like I, I've, I'm kind of banking on this, you know what I mean? Um, and, and I was given, I mean, I like, and truth and truthfully, like when I go on like the Reddit threads and stuff about like, you know, who do you want to see on paradise from, you know, this past couple seasons, it's like the obvious, like the shoe ends like this, it's like, everyone's like serene Teddy and like, Cassidy and like like I know people want me there and so of course really because you like, were like such a mainstay and then you were gone and everybody's like whoa so like you had to have you back that's like obvious everybody yeah. wants a villain but everyone was so unfavorable towards Shanae that I kind of won by default oh, there sure yeah. I said you know? I wouldn't watch Paradise if Shanae wasn't on it <laughs> <laughs> you and Wells there's a whole bunch of people like in the in the I like, like put her on what are you talking fuck, about she's well, gonna s- it can't be me it should be her uh but. Is it filmed? They're halfway through right now. So the first rose ceremony just went down like a few days ago. Wow. Yeah. Um, so once they called me and told me that, I was like, I, I fought it and I was like, there must be something I can do. I don't right, understand. Right. I think it might have been a health reason. There's some like change in my blood work, like the fucking mono, like I'm telling, like I don't I don't know what their what their deal is. But um so I called the producer, like I called all the producers I have access to. And I called like the tippy top one. And I was like, listen, I really like this guy at this point. And I'm, I'm, I don't want to destroy my relationship with the franchise. Like, I don't know if there is a future for me with you guys or what, what the reason is that led to this, but to this decision. But, you know, if you think that I'm going to let this person that I actually like at this point, fly out and meet a dozen plus other beautiful women before I've even had a chance to shoot my shot. Like you've never met me. Like that's not what I'm You know? So I was like, I, I, I want to fly out there and see him before he goes, but I will not do that if it's going to nuke my relationship with the franchise or whatever. And I was told that, you know, you know, we can't tell you what to do. We have no, you know, like there's no, there's a girl here this year that was told no last year. Like these things happen. There's, you know, there's no definitive answer on whether or not like there's a future for you with us, but like, you know, uh, you know, real recognize real and like, you know, you got to do what you got to do and like, you know, whatever. So in the back of my head too, I'm kind of like trying to create like a potential plot line here. Right, like a buzz. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I no longer feel that way about it. Like I think that, um, I don't even know if I would have any interest in Fran- in the in Paradise if if it ended up if they called me fucking in five minutes. But 
He is there. Whoa. Yo. <laughs> That's some tea right there. <laughs> Freshly served. God. First of all, I really love how like it I'm is a like, it's not just like, we're not, get, we're, we're not getting the like, cheers. Oh, I, yeah. We're not getting the like, oh yeah, I don't know. I just kind of applied for the show. I don't know. Who knows? It's like, no, I, I was intentional this. about like how I was going to pull it off. And here's plot line ideas. And here's this. And here's that. Wow. It makes sense well, then. Because it's well, like. Well, and it goes back to like the the um, the exit interview comment that um, Hunter said on the season. And like like in the little Cassidy grievance session they were having when I was getting sent home. It was like, she's mean, guys. Like, yeah, she told me. She asked me. What my Like, I was so frustrated because the actual conversation that happened there was. Hunter was like so distraught. She's like, I'm definitely going home. I'm definitely going home. And I was like, oh, girl, like I, I, I also like identify with you in this way. Like I'm not very emotionally comfortable. Like I don't know how to like comfort people when they're sad. I'm, yeah, I'm, I don't like it. You know, I don't like it at all. I'm not sensitive. So I'm like when people are expressing themselves vulnerably to me that way, I'm like, OK, well, here's how we can fix it. You know what I mean? Like here's what we can do, like whatever. So I was like. Oh, girl, like, pick your chin up. Like, it's not that serious. Like, you know, you're going to get your time. Clearly, you got a rose on night one for a reason. Like, you know, whatever. Like, just don't don't sweat it. Like, you know, like, whatever. And she's like, no, no, no. Like, I'm certain. Like, I'm certain I'm going home. Like, I'm, you know, whatever. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, if that's the case, like, have you thought about, like, what you want to say on the way out? Like, you want to make an impression and kind of, like, you know, do what you can with the time. I was actually trying to help. I had no ill intention towards her whatsoever. I was... That's that was my version of like offering my assistance in whatever way that I could be so memorable. The, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're on the show with like dating him can take you thus far or create these other opportunities. But it's like you're on this thing. Live it. Well, there's like two be ways. Embrace it in this way of like understand. Just be self-aware of what's really going on. Yeah. And you have these <clears throat> other opportunities even as like, yeah, I, I think that's really good advice to be like you still have options right you still have options to make an imprint and to make an impression but people i'm sure interpreted that as being like oh it was so i, I could totally visualize people like swirling my wine glass being like hope you planned your exit interview bitch but like that's not what it right. was at all you know <laughs> well there's like two ways to play it there's like the okay i'm gonna go in i'm gonna go hard i'm gonna be honest i'm gonna be like i'm gonna play it or there's the like i'm gonna be sweet as pie and hopefully that he'll just fall in love with my sweetness. Because there seems to be like, those are the two that are successful. And then everyone else in the middle, like fall up, fall away. Cause they don't really know how to be. And they're like, wait, I'm trying to, uh, and it seems unnatural, but it's either like super sweet or like, I'm just myself all the way. Oh, don't get me wrong. I mourn every day. I mourn the death of who could have been the greatest villain since Crystal Nielsen, which was me. <laughs> but <laughs> like, do you have, any, do you have any regrets on the show? Like For, the, you're like what like anything I wish I would have done this or that I didn't do that it, it, whatever. I mean, obviously, I wish that I would have been more aware of like what I did say to Sierra. Um, I never heard any audio of that or anything, so I don't know. I, I to this point, to this day, I really don't know if they did read my journal and that's how they got that info. But assuming that I had casually mentioned it or something, um, there's a conversation that I remember where we were talking about like isn't it crazy how like the minute you don't give a shit, that's when guys care or whatever. And I, that that's when I think I might've brought up like, yo dude, like totally like, just to normal girl conversation. Right, like dude, right. there's yeah, a hundred percent. There's this guy that like, it was so, I wish that I had been a little more aware of like 
I figured he wasn't going to pick me because like statistically that's not likely. And even though I knew that he liked me, I figured like, you know, a girl like Susie walks in you're like, okay, well, she's going all the way like, or she's going to be the bachelor. You know what I mean? So it's like- You felt like that when she was in the room? Yeah, I really did. Susie and Serene also is so beautiful. Like there were a couple, you know, you have kind of imposter syndrome in that moment where you're like, listen, I'm the prettiest girl in this Trader Joe's on a Tuesday afternoon, but like, this is The Bachelor, you know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's, it's a whole different ball game and you're so outgunned that you're just like, holy shit, like, there's no way, which is probably why I acted so unhinged or part of one of the reasons was just like, I was like, I got to do something here because like, mm. I'm, in a, I'm in a situation that I'm not super familiar with, which is like, most of these girls are prettier than me, so I got to do something, right? And like, I think that I w- so I, at a certain point I was like, well, okay, I'm going to leave here with friends, but like, I'm probably not going to win. And I got really comfortable really fast, which is the thing that I just tend to do. Mm-hmm. Like I'm very okay with who I am right. and whatever. And I, I just put it all out there and like, you know, whatever. But so I wish that I hadn't shared that um, just because it ended up tanking what would have been an otherwise glorious run. But uh, besides that, truly, no, like Clayton was so good. Like even like in our I think I th- one of the things that I thought was really cool was that. I mean, I saw a lot of like tweets and stuff leading up to episode three where um, and <laughs> I got the incredible blessing of there was the week intermission between episodes two and three. So I got a whole additional week of being like the villain. Oh, yeah. But um, there were a whole bunch of tweets leading up to episode three where it was like can't wait to watch him snatch that rose back and like it's it's his season like he very well could have been like one other thing i'm gonna need that rose back and like totally humiliated me and he didn't do that at all like it was you know kind of anticlimactic for the people who were hoping for a a retraction Mm -hmm. like that but he was i mean he held my hand out of them like he was he was so so sweet and he never he never made me feel any kind of way so like in general I know I didn't do anything wrong to hurt anybody. There may be a couple things that like I I thought I was being funny that right. like that was misinterpreted by the girls and I, you know, probably would have been a little more I would have edited myself a little more in the moment. But overall, I think that the go for it strategy, like go for it and see how it pans out strategy is kind of the way to go, honestly. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's how I always felt. And I think it was interesting because I felt like it's the same thing that happened with Shanae, which is like you hold the power when he likes you. Yeah. If he didn't exactly. like you, you would have been a mention. You would have been like, oh, that was a crazy comment. And then next, right? But the fact that he liked you, because he kept saying, let's hang out. They kept, you know, you guys kept making out, having a good time together, laughing together. And I think that's what made everyone's blood boil was like, wait, she's not doing the pageant queen thing. And he keeps liking her. Like, he, what is happening? You know what I mean? like, yeah. well, one I, of you said, like, when you're talking about Clayton, like, he was so, I think, unprepared for being the bachelor that, like, I think he felt very out of his element to where the fact that so immediately I made it so clear how I felt or like what I was, what my, what my, my purpose here was. I think that that was flattering enough to him that he's sure. like, it feels so nice to know that at he, least one girl is here. We're for not me. playing hard to had, get and they were playing hard to he, get. You're just like, yeah. I like you. Let's hang out. He he's must like, have been terrified. Like, to be honest, he was deer in the headlights for a because, while. Because, like, you don't know if they actually like you. Mm-hmm. You got to be so scared of that. Of, like, well, well what are they just going to the- fake it and be like, whatever? And so it's like, if you immediately establish like a physical connection, he feels secure. Exactly. And he feels confident. And he's going to need that support and he's going to lean on it. This also- season was different too. 
comparative to like everyone before it because because of like the covid filming schedule we did not clayton the season michelle season on which clayton was a contestant hadn't even started airing when we left to film so we didn't know anything about this man not that we would have learned much more from his edit on the season because it was minimal but like he must have been in an especially vulnerable position because like there's no we have not only were we not expect we have no idea who the fuck this guy is yeah you know that was that was the thing it was so random it's so random they were he, like, he was like the most like, random guy ever. He was also announced like midway through her season. So it was like everyone, that shit it, leaked and everyone it was like that guy it. that was on there for a little bit. He's, he's and that's probably why yeah. they just edited him out was like, oh, well, we don't want to give anyone any expectations about what he's going to be like. Okay, Brad's one more quick pause. So I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast before, but for the last two years, I've definitely been struggling with brain fog and a loss of energy. Uh, if this is something you also struggle with, you know, it's super frustrating and mm. discouraging. But thanks to first person, I can take a more active role in my brain's overall health. Okay, so after this is the story behind first person. It's mm-hmm. pretty interesting. After witnessing the deteriorating effects Alzheimer's had on their father and grandfather's cognitive health, um, brothers chris and joe were determined to take their brain health into their own hands and so after 25 years of research and experimentation they created first person it is an innovative precision targeted cognitive supplement system which uses the brain boosting medicinal benefits of mushrooms to activate the full potential of human cognition and brain health first person supplements they're made with functional mushrooms that aim to stimulate the body's natural production of specific neurotransmitters that trigger activities like energy mood and sleep grown and formulated in the u.s exclusively by expert mycologists first person uses only the highest quality organic 100 filler free mushrooms i started using the golden hour capsules and they're really helping maximize my pre uh, my productivity and my creativity i cannot wait to continue my journey with first person they really are amazing so start improving your brain health and cognition with first person you can get 15 percent off your first order by going to get first person dot com and use code chatty that's get get first person f-i-r-s-t-p-e-r-s-o-n dot com code chatty for 15 percent off your first order so go to get first get first person dot com uh code chatty also their packaging is really sleek and i love that about it anyway these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration and the products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any specific disease So, Broads, are you ready for a vacation, a trip? Because I sure am. And since I started using Away Luggage years ago, you know I am never going back to using anything else when I go on one of those trips. It's just too good. No matter where you need to go, Away offers a range of suitcases and other travel products made of different materials like polycarbonate, aluminum, and durable nylon in a variety of colors and sizes. So whatever you need to bring with you, Away has luggage that will help make your next trip more seamless. Every suitcase comes with an interior or organization system that includes a built-in compression pad to help you pack more in, a hidden and removable laundry bag that separates your dirty clothes, and four 360 spinner wheels guaranteed for the smoothest roll, uh, even with the most hectic of airports and stations. And they also have a TSA-approved combination lock that'll keep all your belongings safe. And they're so chic to boot. I Mm. love their suitcases. Oh, and a P.S. Away's newest line of soft side suitcases are made with durable, water-resistant nylon exterior that's made to last a lifetime plus a lot, 
a lot more amazing features. There's a 100-day trial on everything Away makes, and Away also offers free shipping and returns on any order within the contiguous U.S., also Europe, Canada, and Australia. So start your 100-day trial and shop the entire Away lineup of travel essentials, including their best-selling suitcases, at awaytravel.com slash chatty. Jess and I both have them. They're incredible. We've the had best. them for years, actually. That's awaytravel.com slash chatty. I was actually with Marlena in Miami last week Woo! for a night. How was that? She she mediated uh she's she's the coolest she's really the cool i called her last minute because the i was on a flight back to la and i thought that i had a um like a fifth you know an hour layover in houston like i did on the way to miami but they had me flying to jfk and i was like why i was like also i like one of the other guys from one of the guys from katie season kind of like one of the more random characters flew me out there so (laughs) i didn't want to (laughs) like I was really. These are the two guys I was interested in meeting got in Paradise. It, got it. Okay. Um, this is such juicy <laughs> tea on this episode. So I haven't ruled it wow. out that I'm gonna get to a call so in the next few days for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys saw, but there was like a video that went viral on TikTok of like some. I I I posted some shit to my. It was dubbed the fuck Clayton video because I was like, go fuck yourself, Clayton Eckerd. <laughs> uh, I got a cease and desist for that because I had spoiled the episode. It was from my close friend story on Instagram, but I had been like, uh, you know, I was like, how does that leak? One of the like 80 people I had in my story at that point, I guess, screen recorded it and probably sent it to a friend. And it's just, I, bro, yeah. we had, I know. It's weird that shit. We were, Becca and I, when Becca was pregnant before anyone knew, we were at a very close like friends dinner, like a dinner party amongst like some of my oldest childhood friends. And there were like three random girls there who I had never met that showed up with like one of my friends and he was dating one. And then it was her two friends. And one of them was like, obviously like a really big bachelor fan or whatever. And there was like a conversation that went around the table of like, oh, like what are baby name ideas? No one knew. I told my two, I told my two best, two of my oldest friends. I told them in person. Becca didn't know anybody. I told those two, I was like, yo, like this is like on the very, don't tell anybody this. Fucking E! News starts hitting Becca up like two days later asking her if she's pregnant. Being like, yo, are you pregnant? Are you like, like, we think you're like this whole thing. And it was like, yo, like some girl from that fucking party. Yeah. That Becca was talking to. It wasn't even a party. It was like an intimate thing. She just turned around, called her friend who works for E! News and was like, yo, I think this girl is pregnant. And it's like, bro, who the fuck are these people? No, I posted posted to my... What is your goal in life of like how fucking desperate are you for attention so i try and err on the side of like giving people like everyone the benefit of the doubt right so and like it, it in within the group of people that was in my close friend story they're not all actually my close friends but like i know all of them and i don't think any of them hate me so i posted to my story my close friend story after that got leaked to reality steve because it went right to reality steve and i was like and it's like how literally literally and it was like the video that he shared I posted my close friend story and I was like, okay, so something just leaked to reality, Steve. And I know for 100% certain that I only posted that here. So like, but here's the deal. I was like, it's very possible that whichever one of you did screen record this and send it to someone had no idea what sort of trouble you might be putting me in. Like 
you know, it's, po- I, you know, I'm like, it's very possible that you were just like, ooh, juicy and screen record or whatever without realizing that, like, I can get sued by a major network, you know, um, which that's on me for, for yeah, posting it to begin right. with. And it was a learning experience for sure. Um, but like, that was, that's like the biggest casualty of this whole bachelor thing for me is like, I love being unhinged on the internet, like just fucking like chaotic for no reason. Post show is not great for that. It's really not. And it's like, like the death of like, I, I deleted my Twitter before the show. Um, and I like, don't get, like I scrub my social media and everything like I was, but like I deleted my Twitter before the show, not because I had ever said anything problematic. I hadn't of course, but I was just like. I would prefer if the whole world didn't know that I spent the whole summer of 2019 tweeting about like dick and Subway sandwiches. Like yeah. I would just prefer if that wasn't. <laughs> right, right, right. I want a clean you slate know? here. <laughs> like it's just like I love like the the how much I have to just be a little more careful about everything is really the hardest part of all this. Like, you know, and compared to like the the girls on like Becca season and 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 pretty much anything before these past couple of years, we really have a much lesser lens on all of us. Like totally. Instagram's dead, like for the following is dead, like whatever, which is kind of a blessing and a curse for obvious reasons. But like it, even the small or much smaller scale that it is on now, it's like you can't do anything without someone making a TikTok about it or a Reddit post about it. And like, by and large, if you're on the right side of things, like you don't really have anything to worry about, even if you are being chaotic. But like, I definitely thought about that when I got the note from Paradise. I was like, am I, is it because I've been like too outspoken? Like I was Mm. very, I was very outspoken about like, you know, the Roe versus Wade situation and like the, you know, uh, I, I definitely don't fall in the parameters of like neutral, neutral that they tend to prefer. Um, but I figured since my opinions are correct, that that wouldn't have been a problem, you know, but like, yeah, so that's, that's been like the, the hardest part of this for me is that like, and even like, um, during the the peak of everything, I only eventually turned my comments off on Instagram because <clears throat> I woke up one morning and like, cause I think it's funny. Like I honestly had fun with it. Like it got a little over the edge sometimes, but by and large, I was like, hit me with your best shot. Like, right, let's, right, let's right, fucking right. go and let's duke it out. And I woke up one morning and my mom had been like at what was her time, like three in the morning, commenting back to people like, you know, like going to war for me or whatever. And I, I got to a point where I was like, okay, I can take the heat. But right. like, if my, my mom, mom is losing sleep That's over tough. this, yeah. we're, we're, we've crossed the line. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, that was kind of the. I never was really bothered by the hate or anything like that. Like there were a couple messages that were like, oof, that's a little over the line. But by and large, like I thought it was funny. And I, 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 but uh, one, I can't remember which one of you said this earlier, but like, yeah, where someone would be like, you know, whatever, you're a fucking slutty piece of shit, whatever. And you, you DM them back and be like, you know, I actually kind of disagree with what you're saying and say whatever. And they'd be like, holy shit, are you actually reading these? And it's like, yeah, dude, I don't have a million followers. I have like 3,000 at this point. Like, I, I'm a, yes, of course I'm a reading A regular ass yeah. person. Yeah. I'm a, and you're blowing up my inbox. And yeah. of course I'm going to read it. Of course. And then, you know, a couple messages later, you'll have a little back and forth and they'll be like, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. I never should have sent this. Like, you're you're actually really cool, whatever. And it's like, first of all, if all it takes is like a couple DMs back and forth to get you to change your entire perspective, I'm begging you to have stronger convictions about things. But like. Also, yeah. like. 
who are you? <laughs> like, <laughs> how fucking bored are you that you'll type I think out just people, paragraphs? I, I'm like, what do you have? Do you not have enough going on in your life? That, I think like, it's just a lot of sadness. You know, a lot of people struggling and they're just like, they got to take it out somewhere. Shut and so up, they, Evan. Let's just no, fucking what I'm saying people is, right now. No, what I'm saying is like people <laughs> take it out. You know, that, that's why when you hit some people back and they go, oh I'm, hey, oh, I'm so sorry. How was your day? Yeah. It's like, clearly it's not deep. It's like, I just got to hit a punching bag. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like crazy. Okay. So I, now, that, now that we've like kind of experienced the show, the vent, the like how vent. are you now? That's what I wanted to get. I was going to ask if you had any other questions related to the show. No. Yeah. Like, so before. how are you now? Like, how is life now? Like it's been, how, how, how long has it been? Six months now? Like a year? I don't even know how long it's been. It feels how like long I can't even been? tell. I couldn't even tell you, but it's like, we, I felt like it was Bachelor, 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 Bachelor. And now there hasn't been a have, Bachelor season for, for like, like six, two years. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's... So it's been a while. So like, how's life? Um, Honestly, like... So I quit my job to go on the show because like like I said... What was the job? I was a recruiter. I was a, uh, I was a bartender and waitress for like the 10 years leading up to that. And then during the pandemic when everything was shut down, I took a recruiting position in like the fire and life safety industry. So it was a totally new thing, yeah. but I was Whoa. really good at it and I liked it. And, um, is it like be a fireman? No, I was recruiting be for like, fireman. for like, uh, in like commercial and residential buildings, like the fire alarm systems and things like that, like that, that random industry. I had no experience with it, but it was, it was fun and I was good cool. at it and I made money. It was cool. Um, but I quit for the show cause like I straight up thought that I was like, I was like, I'm going the distance. But, um, <laughs> I was like, I've read all the books. I've done all the things. Um, and then afterward, I pretty much didn't leave my apartment for like two months. And like to the, uh, I remember looking at my phone, like at my uh, banking app one day and being like, holy shit, rent is due in like two weeks and I have no fucking money and I'm unemployed. I just like, I sat around and felt sorry for myself for like a really long time. Oh. Cause like the, you know, there was a few months between the, when I left filming and when the season aired. So it was kind of just like this. It really does this to you. And me and Marlena were actually talking about this the other day of like how you're just kind of feel like you're perpetually living in limbo, you know, until, you know, well, maybe I'll be on paradise. Right. Or, well, you then can't maybe really I'll be on paradise lock next anything year. down in life because you're exactly. waiting for that next call. Exactly. So when I got back from when I when I did go back to work after that little depressive period ended, I went back to bartending because I was like, well, I don't know how this is going to shake out or if I'm going to have an opportunity at Paradise. That's the perfect like, job for it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, let me go make make some quick money and have something that's more temporary. And like I can because when I left the recruiting, uh, the recruiting firm, I was at that point handling a really large territory. So they had to like whole ass hire someone to like replace me and everything. And I didn't want to put I didn't want to get a new job that would work. You know, I didn't want to put anyone in that yeah. position again to have to like like cover for me or whatever. So I was like, you know, let me take on something more temporary and whatever. So I was working on Sunset. Um, Where? Tess. Okay. Super good cocktail bar. You should definitely go there if you haven't been. Um, but I quit that job back in May for the show. And, but by and large, like, I think that there's, there's a lot to be said for the fact that, like, I was really hoping for Paradise, don't get me wrong, but everyone that I've talked to that's been a part of paradise has i think it might be a blessing in disguise that i wasn't involved because you know if you kind of watch it back like it's the gold the golden children go through and all the disposable characters 
of which I was hoping to not be one, but realistically probably would have been one. Um, especially like the fact that I actually like a guy that's there. Any prayer that I have of that relationship actually like having a chance in the real world probably would have been gunned down in paradise. So like I think that it's been a it's been a tough couple of weeks, to be honest. I've been very like escapist. Like I went to Seattle for I randomly went to Seattle. Then I went to Florida. I'm going to Nashville. Like I'm kind of just like trying to avoid being Cassidy at all costs right now because like that reality is hard to face because like you you did like at this point it's been a year and a half that I've been involved with the casting process and I've you know gotten poked with needles and all this stuff and like it's just to have it pan out to pretty much nothing is kind of a difficult reality to face but ultimately like there's pros and cons to both sides of it like kind of having the option and I think that this this is something that like even like Becca's generation of women didn't really have having the option to fade back into obscurity if that's what you want is really nice to be honest yeah. with you mm. to just go back to being an audience member. Yeah, that's an interesting take. Like yeah. every time, like it's kind of been cool. Like, like I said, I barely left my house for a long time, but you know, half of the time I go anywhere, whether it's to CVS looking like shit or like to dinner with like you know friends, it's like, are you casty? And it's like it's it, that little minor teeny glimpse into what like some sort of celebrity is like is fun and it feels cool don't get me wrong to like have made that kind of impact that people remember me but the fact that like the option still exists for that to fade in the next couple of years and to go back to never really uh, essentially never having done this to begin with is really nice that that exists because i know that like in years prior you immediately have 250 grand followers like after you step off the show, even if you were, you know, like that's this even if is, you're just a side. Exactly, exactly. So it's changed a lot, and like while there's a lot less money to be made if you're looking for an influencer career for that reason, if you're if you because like going into it, I never wanted to be an influencer or anything, but I was definitely like, well, it'd be, it'd be nice to have that have that well, be my job, right? Thing, I mean, yeah. this well, is a thing that happened, like, you know. Beck and I talk about Bianca. Bianca and I, Bianca and I talk Ma. about this a lot. It's like it's hard. She has so like, like I'm no influencer, but I have whatever fucking followers I have because of people who just want the like more content yeah. of our family or whatever. And I've had people be like, "Why don't you do anything with it?" And it's like, dude, even if I think about doing it, I'm not that guy. I 100%. can't follow through. I can't create a fucking real. I tried every to make day. a TikTok and I was I like, this is the stupidest. It. It's like soul not, sucking. It's soul so sucking. And like it's it is a full time job. And like you may walk off with that following, but most of most people who walk off that show with the following drive it into the ground. A hundred well, Most of them don't transition it into something meaningful. There's like Becca's one of the top she's like one of the top five most successful contestants to come off the show. It's like her grocery store Joe and fucking what's her face who's like hosting on ABC now and has her podcast. Well, certainly, I, I would say Becca's certainly one of the most successful that didn't make it to top four. And she was close. I think Becca was like sixth place. But I Joe think. was day one. True. But like for some reason, they decided that Joe shot gold or something. I don't know yeah. what the I fuck. I mean, Joe's really likable even in person. Is but, he? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's. 
Don't take I've, your word I'll for hold it. to it. I will always Being hold to it. Being a 35 year old man who decided to pair up with like a 23 year old girl in paradise does like, I, I find uh, that a little sad. I, I find, I haven't seen him since like, all I'll say is the time I spent with him, I always enjoyed it. Even his friends. We went, I remember we went to like Mocha or Moma, whatever on La Brea and the museum. Oh yeah. Moma. It was fun. Like I always had a good time. And the other, the other thing was, this is, this is my standard. The story I'll always tell is Joe doesn't talk shit and he doesn't like when people talk about people who aren't there and he constantly reminds you. He's always just like, yo, let's not like, it's the story I told one time we were all there for Thanksgiving party at Kendall's house yeah, and it was Hannah B's season. And we were like, yo, what's the fucking deal with Hannah B? And we're in there like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, like let's fucking yeah. talk. And then he came in and he was like, I'm so fucking disappointed. They were talking shit in here. Yeah. And he's like, you guys are I met be-. Kendall and, and he her turns new And he says it like this. He goes, you're better than that. All of you are better than that. And we were all like, that's oh. That's so cool. Okay. And that's I, why like I'm always that. like, I like that. That's why I've always been like, no, Joe is likable. Okay. That's good. Joe, there's a reason like that he has this thing is like, he's that guy. And it's like, I don't know about, I didn't know the age gap or whatever. Who cares? Uh, to my mind, I'm like, whatever. One of my, my best friend's dad is 94 and his mom is 60 something. There, there so is I'm like, like who an, the fuck cares? I think, I think it's a little weird, but I won't judge. Cause like, I, you know, like it's just not your place. Cause you never know until you meet like the right person and they happen to be X number of years older than you or younger than you or whatever. But um, I have yet to meet the right person, so I'm certainly not in a place to, I, I wouldn't, they I wouldn't, may, you know, they might be younger than you. You might be a cradle snatcher. Hope, honestly, like I'm trying to die first, so that would be fine. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, I met Kendall and her new boyfriend at, um, at the Airbnb that Blake Hortzman had at Stagecoach. It was, I met a whole bunch of alum <laughs> Dude, there. It's so crazy to me how overlapping totally. the whole Bachelor world stays. Stays. And like, it was like, truth be told, like, I mean, I'm starstruck even sitting here with you guys and like, you know, like these people are celebrities to me. Like I'm sitting here talking to Blake and I'm you like, you are to us. Shit. You are our favorite part. Yes. You are our show. favorite part. Oh, you I'm no so clue. flattered. He called yeah. me. He called me. I like, I'm literally pulling up my Evan text goes, with I mean, Evan. I mean, the star he of the goes, show. He goes, bruh. I got Cassidy coming in person on Wednesday. Ha ha ha. Let's go. And I put, I put no way. How the fuck? And You're like, she reached out to me, dude. I, mean, like, I was like, dude, I don't, I don't, dude the, we've the been talking about her like, down we're like, bro, Cassidy's coming on the show. Like, what do you guys do? Do you guys really have guests on bros? We've I had like, three. I was like, I, I like periodic. Honestly, since, since uh, Becca and Jess stopped recapping The Bachelor, I only like check in periodically um but i was like i don't even know if they you know have they're doing it again guess. right i'm so, don't even get me to. started yeah. on this. Oh, no, we're all like trust me i think we've all been kind of starved for it yeah i'm like with so we're all jumping we're all back getting, in dude okay, like recapping i'm like it's so much better it's like it's like all you think about are the positive experiences when you think totally. back on it yeah. can i ask like i would imagine and like respectfully i would imagine that like they stopped because obviously they want to take their content in a different direction, kind of separate themselves from that element of like yeah. the, the, um, you know, the, the foundation. Um, did that affect What kind of effect, if any, did that have on like their viewership, listen, whatever, like 
Well, I mean, I mean, it definitely like affects them to some extent. I just think they were burned out. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're doing it for so long, so consistently, you know, because it was just like so many shows. It was just never The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Then it was the it was the middle shows, and, the, and so they just burned out. And so I think it was just like we we need to break from this. We need to switch our viewpoint. We need to try that. And you know, um, well, the girls are brave as fuck. Yeah, they don't. It's like truth is brave. to answer your question is like yeah. Viewers left. Yeah, they were people who were here just to listen to them talk about The Bachelor, and then they basically, you know, had patience for the other episodes, and then there were other fans who were just here for them. Didn't matter what they were talking about; just super supportive to be like, we like them for who they are. But like, they created the show around that hype, and I think most people would have never launched it kind of at the peak of Becca's fame. Nine out of ten, ninety-nine out of a hundred people would have never sacrificed that part and they were just like no we're burnt and we're taking this moment to take a breath and say like we're not happy doing that stuff and we don't really care what the consequence is going to be we're going to make a decision for us not about like x y and z and it's also i think for them too is they were fans they were fans of the show and then it became a slough and i mean a slug and it it was just like it became a chore and it wasn't fun. And now they're like, we're ready again. Well, to that point. And that's great. It's like, yeah. cool. To that point, there's a part of me that's like legitimately heartbroken by this whole thing of like, I used to get so much joy out of this show. I used to love, like look forward to Mondays every day to watch it. And like having been hurt by it in the ways that I have. And like, the, it certainly wasn't all bad, but like, especially with this whole paradise thing, like not going the way that I hoped I feel really jilted in terms of like, not only was I kind of like, like shafted, but as a, as a human being, as a fan, like I can never really enjoy this show again because mm. I know what is behind the scenes now, on? you know? And sure. like, it's, it's like a lot of things. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, it's Don't even meet like, your heroes. let's talk about like let's, a lot of things, speaking yeah. of love, like talking about it, like a relationship, even positive relationships are traumatic. Yeah. They change you. And it like, Right. When those things end, how they fall apart. And we don't even know, we don't know that your story's over with this. I'm fingers crossed. I would love me to too. see you back on the screen. Um, <laughs> so I'm rooting. Well, let me just say, uh, that. <laughs> let me just say this. <laughs> Thank you for coming. For that real. was a whirlwind. <laughs> this is so like, tight. I have, we, 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 it was just like, like I had all these questions and I was like, okay, here, I know what here, like, we don't, we don't, I didn't know what you were going to be like. You know what I mean? So I was like, I had this direction. We were off and running and we threw the trees down underneath back. I'm like, I didn't know what happened. I just blacked out. I just woke up. I'm like, what? What did we do? Holy Wait, shit, that was amazing. When's your birthday, by the way? I'm a Taurus, May 17th. Okay, because I'm like, oh, this whole, this, I'm just like, what's the signs? What are your signs? Oh, now know. that we've done this with Thomas. Now, Aaron, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Aaron, I just called You're you You're an Aaron. Aquarius, right? He is. No, I'm Aquarius and um, what's my cusp? Uh, I'm I'm like uh, January twenty first. So uh, like, well, Aquarius on either side is um. Uh, what do you call Pisces, it? I think, and, and uh, Aries. Right? No, it starts with a C. Capricorn. Capricorn. Okay, that's my cusp. Oh yeah, that's what the median was saying. But either Beck way, Becca's booking me an individual session with him. Nice, he's amazing, man. He's, What's your sign? We talk about all the time, Libra. Okay. Since he came on, we've been talking about yeah. Him, which, by the way, if you want a spiritual median, I very much do. The, he's what's amazing. The, what's the name? Thomas of Dale. Oh, dude, he is phenomenal. He blew our minds last week on the pod. He was amazing. Is it like a like 
Is it clairvoyant and medium? Okay, I was what's gonna say it's crazy. Is, supernatural what's shit? crazy is dude, we're plugging him so hard. He's amazing. What's I mean, he crazy, blew our minds. Uh, yeah, but what's insane is you book anonymously. He doesn't know shit about you. Yeah, it's not like you can find out. He just no idea who you so are. So when you book a session with him, it's not like he gets any personal information about you. Yeah. And, and then the stuff he, he did with us is stuff that like it was pretty wild. It was so there, there was a couple of moments where like the stuff impossible to know. My like, no, family, no social media, shit. nothing could ever have been found. My out about. family, it's created like more drama in my family because ah! like my mom, my dad, my brother, and Becca and I can't stop circling back to some of the things like he's yeah. discussed, and we're like, bro, it's weird. I'm obsessed like, with all that. I'm obsessed weird. with like all the like personality tests and all that. I know my like Myers Briggs, my Enneagram. Like, but that's wow. why I was curious because so I was like it. the way you're talking about your dating stuff. I'm like. I so relate and all these things. I was like, fuck, like you're AZ. What's your sign? And I'm like, right. is this, what are we, I'm trying to connect. <laughs> it's like, you baby, said, baby, it's not that serious. Why am I crazy like this? You oh my know? God. Have you guys ever listened to, um, uh, two bros, one rose? Fuck. I don't remember. But there's a part where they're talking about the group date, the, the recapping the episode that I was on. And they were like, they're like, you know, you know what I fucking love about casting is she's like, She's like the dude in this situation. She's like, no, no, ba- baby, it's not even like that. It's not even like that. <laughs> we should. It'd be fun funny. when we're recapping. We should reach out to some other ones aside from Game of Roses to get some other Bachelor. Yeah, totally. Ones, hundred percent. Have a hundred percent. Do some collabs. Do some uh, bringing together of the minds. What Evan and I always get self conscious about is other people do like actual work. <laughs> For their, like, the, we, yeah, we just like you know you, you you've caught our vibe before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just yeah. have like, fun with it. We're just like, <laughs> and everybody's like, well, you know, in in the second season of the third episode, we're, we're like, like, what are you we're talking like, about? We're, fucking, we're like, when what's I her face? Sent my mom. When what's her face talked to what's that guy? <laughs> yeah. And they said this. He's like, that's what they said. That's yeah. what's important. <laughs> I don't care whose season it was on, but this was previously said on the show five years ago <laughs> at some point. And we're gonna relate. I it sent to my what mom the episode you guys did, and I was like, skip to minute forty. And then there was like, there's a whole portion in the, like, so once you start talking about The Bachelor, great, you sneeze. And then there's like three minutes where you're just talking about like sneezing. This will cannot get over me. <laughs> this he's guy, like yeah, he's the tangent king. My, um, <laughs> yeah, but no, we gotta wrap, we gotta wrap this up. Right we gotta yeah, wrap yeah, this yeah. up. Thank you so much for coming. My this pleasure. Was, it, it was, was so much so fun. First of all, fun. an incredible DM to get. <laughs> it was from the clouds. Like, <laughs> what, what is going on? Genuine intentions. I just wanted to let you know that amazing. I thought it was so funny. And I just figured it wouldn't happen because that's how a lot of times these things happen, especially people on the show. Well, we've also reached and out to just, people and they're like, we're not allowed to go yeah, on your right, show. Yeah, right, right. So, <laughs> I'm curious <laughs> I about love that. This. So, like, thank you for being brave. Well, that's Becca. Becca's burned all the bridges. Yeah, and I, I, I figured that as much... <laughs> I'm so proud of Becca for burning her bridges because she did it in the same way of like she said stuff. She wasn't I forget if she wasn't supposed to go on Jimmy Kimmel. Sick. But she was like I'm gonna go on Jimmy Kimmel but she went off. Becca cannot be corralled. No, I love that And they tried to corral her and she was like it's over. No, and that was basically like. Well, I'm getting a similar sense over done. here. Yeah. So I'm yeah. loving that. It. I'm like, trust me, well, she was calling at the start, and I'm like, fuck, I wish we would have called her through it and had her uh, chime in on some of this stuff. Well, at some point but down I the line, I want to protect you love... too, because if yeah. you two were to start going at it, we'd really destroy your future with the franchise. <laughs> yeah, you want to burn that thing? <laughs> well, so think... this was the match. That yes. is the furnace. Right. I was pretty like uh, very honest, but also like you know. There isn't much nefarious stuff in right. the honest truth about all this. So, um, cool. but yeah, I would love to like, I would fucking love 
to meet Becca at some point, let her know that I think she's the bomb, the bomb. And like, like, you know, I've had the most fun with you guys. And like, I think you're, I think your women are top notch. They are yeah, top we're notch. Lucky. We appreciate it. Yeah. It's been we're awesome. Not Thank top you. Notch, but they no, are. no, we're, we're just hanging on the coattails. No, and we're, y'all outshot your with coverage. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> we're lucky. But thank you for coming. Thank you for reaching out. That's my awesome pleasure. too. My pleasure. We're bad at that, but we really appreciate you doing that. Thank you for you reading. Are electric. Thanks for being amazing on the show. Thanks for making the show fun. If you that, wouldn't have been there, we would have been suffering. Thank you for creating Shanae that created another months of drama. We appreciate it. Give it up for Cassidy. Thank you so much. It is all a part of my plan. <laughs> I, all I had in my head was like the Batman when he's like, swear to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Friday, broads. We love you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, everybody. Big pleasure to meet you guys. I really appreciate you having me on. Awesome. Bye. Phenomenal.